John the 8th chapter, starting in verse number 30. There's one particular verse that I want us to catch out here, but there's some others leading up to it. Let's see if we can catch this verse that we're going to be talking about this morning. And as he spake these words, many believed on him. Let's put ourselves in that audience right now. And as he spake the words, many believed. Yes, Can you bring yourself into this audience? And as he spake these words, many believed. Who's the many? Many is made up of few. Many is made up of individuals. Many believed him. Say it with me this morning. I'm one of those believing ones. Hallelujah. That qualifies you to be able to. See, that's why he says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, I'm here, but I ain't got an ear to hear. Well, it'll go right on over your head. Don't let it go over your head. You want these words to get down into your heart. Because when these words get down into our heart, transformation takes place. The renewing of the mind takes place. Seeing something, seeing a different picture. Because, Lynn, just like with you while you were, were there in that hospital and the doctor, will, he, he'll tell all of these things to you. And the devil will accompany some of those things that he's saying. And because he wants you to believe something that's not right. Now, this happened to me, and I had a doctor get upset with me one time. We, uh, I was in charge of building this big condominium complex. And one of the last ones that we sold was to a medical doctor. He was uh, qualified as being a hospitalist. That he would be able to go through all of the halls and, and give the advice to all of the different patients, not just on one area. Well, it, it started out that his wife got upset with me. And then he got upset with me. So what all of this was about was a hardwood floor. Now you wouldn't think that no doctor could get upset about a hardwood floor. But the whole thing of it was, they weren't listening to what I was telling them. They wanted hardwood floors that had wide planks on it. Can you do your hands like this? Wide planks. And I simply told them a truth. Or I told them it weren't a truth, it was a fact. The wider the boards, the easier it is for them to cut. Especially in a moist environment like being on the water. That's the wider it is, the more tendency that it has to do like my hands are doing. The smaller that it is, the more stable that it is. And I, I, I said that. And uh, he went and his wife went and told him, said, they said we couldn't have no wide plank floors in this house. I said, um, I didn't say that. You can have any floor that you want in this house. I said that the wider the planks are, the more they have a tendency to cut. I didn't say they would cut. I didn't say that they could cut. I said they have more of a tendency to cut. And that was, that, was, that was a fact. 
But she was upset and said, why did you tell my wife that she couldn't have no hardwood floors? I ain't never said that she couldn't have no hardwood floors. Why did, she tell, why did you tell her she couldn't have the wide planks? I said, I never told her she couldn't have the wide planks. I said, I did the same thing that you doctors do. You painted the worst picture that could go out, and that's what people get hung on, those worst pictures. And then the devil will accompany it, and he tells you, oh my God, I'm going to die. Here I am, I ain't but this old, and now I'm going to die. He starts, he starts rehearsing these things in our mind. These thoughts start, start speaking to us. And as they start speaking to us, they start producing images. Because that's a lot of times the way that we process things. It's got to make images. God's Word wants to make images. The devil wants to make images. We want to make images. Everybody wants to make an image. But what image do you want to end up with? We want to end up with God's image. Because if we don't get God's image, we ain't got the right and the final image. Amen? Or there is an image that's greater than any other image. Amen? So, let's go back to 30. And he spake these words unto him, and many believed. Now, believing is a choice. There is no such thing of not believing because we're all believing something. We're going to believe what the doctor said. We're going to believe what we think. We believe what somebody else has said. Or we can believe what God has said. So there is no such thing of not believing. There's a thing of what are we going to believe. Now here with talking about Jesus and what Jesus is saying, many believe. Many believe what? Many believe what Jesus said. See, if we don't believe what Jesus has said, even though Jesus has made it available and possible, we'll never walk in it. Because believing is a paramount part of the part of receiving something from God is that we must believe what He said. Now, Brother Noah said it bold like this on one Wednesday night class. And when we don't, we call God a lie. I'm going to tell you one thing. I do not want to be written, that, written down in my book that David was the one who called God a lie through unbelief. Through unbelief. And through unbelief that I made a promise of God ineffective in my life. Many believe. Say it with me. I'm coming up. Hallelujah. I'm not staying where I'm at. I'm coming up. Brothers and sisters, there's a lot of truth that's in this word. In fact, it's all truth. But just because it's all truth and it's in here doesn't mean that we've got a handle on it. But thank God we can get a handle on it. Amen. But this is one of the preliminary, one of the foundational things of getting a hold of the truth of God's word is God said it, now I believe it. I may not understand it. I might not understand the way that it works. But I believe it. And then I'm going to find out the way that it works. So that I can get on the same page with God. Or I can get in one accord with God. I can get on the same page. The same sheet of music with God. With what he's playing. That we can be on the same page. Amen. Amen. Now. So. And he spake these words, and many 
believed on him. Say, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Don't you leave. Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. If you want to be in that number, believe. If you wanted to be out of that number, just don't believe. But you're going to believe something. So there is no such thing as a non-belief. Because you're going to believe. You're either going to believe to believe him or you're going to believe not to believe him. Amen? Isn't it good when we can narrow the categories down? Don't be like that doctor. He was, he was upset with me. He said, I need to talk with you. I said, I'm ready to talk with you. He said, my wife said, we couldn't have any wide plank floors, and we want these wide plank floors. I, I said, I never told her she couldn't have the wide plank floors. I said, these wide flat floors have more of a tendency to cut, especially in a moist environment. What did they do? I said, you can get them. But you've got to understand beforehand, if these floors cut, it's not my fault, it's your fault. You catch what I'm you, you catch what I'm saying? See, there's a lot of things that we can choose to believe. And sometimes we want more than what makes sense in the Bible. Or we try to. I presented it like this in Sunday school that we're starting to color like a like a, a, a young when they're starting out, and we start coloring outside of the lines. Thank God he's patient with us. See, we might start out as a poor color, but we don't have to stay a poor color. See, that's something that I'm, there's pictures that I can remember. And my mama died when she was 49 years old. That's way too early to die. But just because she died at 49 years old is no sign that the Word of God is not true. I don't try to answer questions in the Bible because of my mama. I answer questions in the Bible because what the Word of God says. And it would do us all wise not to try to answer the Bible and come up with what the Bible is saying based on what I have experienced or somebody else has experienced in their life. Based what you believe in the Bible based on what God said, not on anything else. Amen? Because there's something about all different kinds of situations. They're subject to change. Just because his floors could cup didn't mean that they would cup. You can have either one you want. But if your floors cup, don't look at me and say, well, I didn't tell you that, that they would stay flat. Because I like white planks too. But I understood it. See, if I go with the white planks, I can't say, well, Curtis, you didn't tell me. All I did was lay it out. That's what God does in His Word. He lays things out. And as He lays things out, He will not make you make your decision to follow Him. He will not make, make you believe. But He'll present facts. He'll present the truth. Let me, let, me, let me back that out. I needed to back something out because there's two words a lot of times that we get so mixed up. And that is the words fact and truth. Fact and truth. And a lot of times we base in our belief on a fact instead of on a truth. 
Let's see if we can find out what David is talking about, what the Holy Spirit is trying to get across this morning. Look at verse 31. Then Jesus said, or then said Jesus to the Jews, which believed on him, if you continue in my words, then are you my disciples. See, there's a lot of people in church today say, well, if I go to church, then I'm a disciple. No, you ain't a church. You, you ain't a disciple just because you go to church. You're a disciple when you continue in his words. Now, I'm not, I'm not reading something in this that this doesn't say. And I'm not trying to say something that it's not saying. But there's a lot of church people that never read a Bible. Amen. And then think that they're walking in the Word. Well, I've got news for you. You're badly mistaken. And the church world is badly mistaken. Because he said, I didn't say, then said Jesus unto the Jews that believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So if we're going to be a disciple, we're going to have to be a follower of the word of God. See, that's really the only way. See, because somebody could be in limbo just like it was with that doctor and his wife. Do I have? I really want hardwood floors. I don't want carpet. What's well, what an iron one decision at? Now, if I go with the narrow plank floor, which is more stable, but I really want the wide plank floor, am I willing to live with my decision? See, Jesus is not out here trying to jam something down our throat. There's a lot of church that's tried to jam things down people's throat. I have always detested it when somebody tried to jam something down my throat. Have, have I got anybody like me? <coughs> I don't like things jammed down my throat, but I like things presented in a way that I can break it down, process it, that I can make my own decision. This is what Jesus is doing with his disciples. Because a lot of them see what happens is even though we take the word of God and in church we do a lot of this, we try to take and our situation that we've grown up with and the way that it's been presented to us, then we want to think that that's the way that the Bible's written. Well, that might be the way that that experience was written, but that might not be what the Bible said. Or it might be incomplete within just the picture itself. And we don't get the right picture until we get what Jesus said. We don't get the right picture until we read into it what the Holy Ghost who, who moved on those men to write it was saying. We've got to get the thought and the intent of the heart. What God was trying to communicate through the Word. So He's speaking to all of us, and all of us has come from different backgrounds, different homes, different situations, and these Jews were no different. That's right. And they had had the Word of God presented to them certain ways. Right. 
And Jesus wasn't going against the law, but he was speaking things that were fulfilling the law. And as they were catching it, these words were touching their heart. You remember there was occasions that uh, they said about Jesus when he spoke, his words had authority. He spoke as one that, was, that had authority. Well, brothers and sisters, there's a spirit of faith that will come on you. In fact, there's a spirit of faith that's inside of you, waiting to rise up like a man, mighty man and woman of God and proclaim what thus saith the Lord. Amen. They got, they got upset with John the Baptist when he did it. They got upset with Jesus when he did it. Because a lot of people would rather play church than to be the church. Amen. And he wants us to rise up. And the Word of God always challenges Amen. to bring us up to a higher place. The devil always tries to talk us into receiving something or to settle for something. That God has made something better. Now I ain't finished reading yet. But I'm trying to. <laughs> then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him if ye continue in my word say with me if I continue in his word if I continue in his word then then are ye my disciples indeed Continuing in his word. It's a sign of discipleship. You've got the words of life. I'm following after you. I'm not deterred from it. I may not understand it all, but I'm not going to reason it out. I'm staying hot on your heels. I am walking this thing out with you. Now, I'm finally getting to where I want to be. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, they had the law and many of the people were still bound. They had the word but many of the people were still bound. They had sin problems. They had health problems. But Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now, that brings me to a point and a place, a juncture where we have decisions to make. Because the Word of God it's the Word of God. Whether you believe it, I believe it, or anybody believes it, or anybody doesn't believe it. It doesn't change anything whatsoever. But a lot of times what happens through different situations and circumstances and events that we've been through in life, they have had a way of speaking to us in what we believe. Or where we, where we have settled. And a lot of times there's a fear that comes on us to take and to step out and to go on because I'm scared because this happened to so and so. Now, just like, just like what I said about my mom. My mama died 
Sammy's mama died when she was 49 years old. That's too young. There's people that's died earlier. You know what? It's still too young. It's still too young. But does what happened then change the Word of God? Is the Word of God still the truth? Yes. See, there's something about it. See, there's different things that we process as truth when they might just be a fact. See, God's Word will never change. All out through eternity, the Word that He spoke is still going to keep going on. Whether we, whether we ever tap into it, in this life, here on this earth or not, does not change the truth, not one iota. It is still the truth. It will always be the truth. And so help me God, He ain't going to change. It will last for all eternity. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word yes. will never pass away. Mm -hmm. Well, we grab, we grab those things with mental concepts that his word won't pass away. But a lot of times we won't believe his word because it's already passed away with us. Or we've not believed in it. We've believed kind of on the principle that this is God's word. But when it comes to believing these word, Tina, let me pick on you just a minute. Because, but I'm not just picking on you, I'm picking on us. Because us is, is the one who does these things. Because we have been so trained in worry and carrying cares when Jesus says in his word, don't do it. Cast it on me. But we do it anyway. We're walking out of the will of God instead of walking in the will of God. Now, will it take training to do this? There's times that you'll have to speak to your mind and you'll have to tell it to shut up. We ain't going down this line of thinking. God said don't do it. And if God said don't do it, I ain't doing it. Amen? Well, I've been doing this for a long time. So... You live for the devil for a long time. But there was one day that you give your heart to Jesus and then quit living for him. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to quit thinking. I'm going to quit letting him speak into my mind. I'm going to start believing what the Word of God says. So God give you an exercise. Thank God that God gave her a way yes, that you. this could be done. And he said, just relax. Yes. Amen. Just relax. Oh, Tina, just get easy. <laughs> just get easy. Oh, baby, it's okay. Just relax. And he told Sandy, rest in those sweet waters. I said, it's sort of like doing that Lipton plunge. I said, what are you talking about, that Lipton plunge? That is a lot of here don't know how have a clue what I'm talking about. But they used to have a swimming pool on this commercial about Lipton tea. And it had the person on the side of the pool. And it said, just take that Lipton plunge. And as they did, they fell back into the waters. Well, if T could do that for you, <laughs> what could God do for you? What could God, God do for you? So I told Sandy, I said, it's sort of like that Lipton plunge. I said, uh, when he said, rest in my sweet waters, Come here, Sam. 
And you can change a lot of things that you eat. And you can change your family history. But a lot of times they won't tell you things like this. Because a lot of the diseases and things that are in this country are food related. But still they want to go back to your genetics and pin everything back on your genetics. Now I'm not saying anything that there's not some ties with it. But what about your tie with God? What about your tie with what He says about you in His Word? Is His Word greater than your situation? Because when my, when, when my mama died at 49 years old, I was in my 20s. Holly was six weeks old. She's just had a birthday. I've already lived longer than what my mama lived. I don't answer the word of God based on my mama. Don't you dare base what you believe in the word of God off of somebody else or some situation or some circumstance in life. You let God speak his own word. And then make up your mind that I'm going to choose to believe him. And if we will believe what he said, we can have what he said. But I can tell you this, if we don't believe what he said, you can mark it down, you ain't going to have what he said, even though it's made available. Even though it's made available. I've limited the word of God. Has this ever happened to people before? Let me give you a scriptural picture. God had led the children of Israel supernaturally out of Egypt parted the Red Sea and took them over on the other side. Fed them with food. Fed them with water. They were supposed to enter. They were destined to enter into the promised land. But when it come to time to enter into the promised land, they said, we can. Well, God said, you can. Now, if God says that you can and you choose that you can't, you know what? God will not overrule you. He will not overrule you. Because He will leave it to you to make your decision on which that you want. So they said, we can't enter into the promised land. There's giants. There's too many obstacles. We can't take this land. Even though it's a good land, we can't take it. We say in church, the promises of God are good. But I, don't, I can't walk in it. Who said that you can't walk in it? If you said that you can't, you can't. But God says he's always... See, that's one thing in the characteristics of God. He's always talking something higher than where we're at. Because he's trying to get us up out of those places that we are so that we can get into the places that He's got for us to walk in. Amen? Amen? He's always God of more than enough. Not God of, I, I sure hope you can get by. And He spoke words to the children of Israel while they were in that desert. And He gave His pictures that he spoke about himself. And he says, I am Jehovah Rapha. 
And we scratch your head and say, well, what in the world does Jehovah Rapha mean? It means, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Yes. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. I'm saying, when I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now that was the truth. Well, it was some of the people that died and died. They didn't ever walk in that truth. Did that change the truth? Brothers and sisters, don't we dare answer the word of God off of what happened to somebody else. Or we'll always come up on the short end of the stick. Let's base what we believe on with thus saith the Lord. I was talking to a delivery driver one day. He said, we were having a Bible study. And in our Bible study, we were going over the book of Job. And in the book of Job, there were all different kind of views that were coming that were coming out. Job's friends were telling him why he failed. That was the truth to them. Job was saying what had happened. That was the truth to him. He said, and in our Bible study, he said, I noticed that there was everybody had their own truth about what was being and I and and, and, and I just had to. <laughs> I just had to. I said, I'm what everybody was saying wasn't the truth. What everybody was saying was a fact the way that they saw it. Now, in order for us to get a hold of the truth, we got to really find out what the truth is. Because Job had his ideas, his friends had his ideas, and come to find out they were all wrong. Because at the end of the book, Job says, or God says to Job, he says, um, now I've got some things that I would like to say. And God starts talking and Job starts putting his hand over his mouth. Oh my God. How could I have said that? How could those words have entered, uttered out of my mouth, out of my lips? You say, well, I ain't going to say nothing and I'm just going to be in neutral. No, you ain't. Because <laughs> life's going to chew you up and spit you out. Because faith, Lynn shared it with me earlier, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A word of a testimony is not a shut mouth. A word of a, of a testimony of what God is doing and what God is going to do is something that rolls out of our mouth because it's connected to our heart. And we say what God says. And we choose to believe what God says. And we choose to speak what God says. Even when it doesn't seem that way. I want to read something to us. Y'all got to come back tonight now because there's going to be warnings. I remember the story, the testimony of Dr. A.D. Simpson, founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance. He was a Presbyterian minister and pastor. And in his mid-40s, he developed a serious heart condition. 
The best specialist of the day said nothing could be done for him. The boars were going to cut. The boars were going to cut. The boars could cut. Play it safe. Just get you some arrows. Dr. Simpson knew nothing about the subject of healing. Now here he was, a preacher, a pastor. He said he knew nothing about healing. There's a lot of times that we need to do, we need to come to that same place and admit that we know nothing so that we can start learning something instead of trying to answer everything that we know based on what we have experienced so far in this life. I'm not saying that everything that we have experienced is wrong, but it might not be complete. And sometimes, have you ever walked in, in on somebody when they were having a telephone conversation and you walked in right to the tail end of it and you thought that you heard the whole conversation and they said something and you said, my God, what in the world? Because you assumed that you knew everything that was said in that conversation, but there was a good portion of it that you missed. A whole lot of times, this is what happens in our truth with God's Word. We pick out one little thing. See, there was a word that was given to Sandy. It said, get in my words and let my words Getting you. Well, I showed her from the Word of God yesterday just exactly where that was at in Scripture. It wasn't under the same exact words, but it was the same exact principle. Here was the principle. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Get in my words and let my words get in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you'll ask what you will, and it'll be done of you, my father. Now, Dr. Simpson knew nothing about the subject of healing. He never examined the Bible on that subject. Even though he was a minister of the gospel, a graduate of a seminary, many of his own Presbyterian church congregation had testified of being healed. He knew they were healed because he knew something about their conditions. So he decided to take a leave of absence from his church and go back to his farm where every single day he spent 10 to 12 hours examining the scripture on the subject of healing. He would take his Bible and a notebook and get away from the house and will sit in the sunshine under a tree out in the fresh air. He would lean back against the tree with his Bible and his notebook and his notes. After two weeks of doing that, he became convinced that divine healing belonged to him. Because until you answer questions from the Word of God for yourself, there's churches, churches 
that believe that divine healing is for us today. There's also churches that believe that it was done away with with the disciples. It's only done by a special act of faith. Most of those churches have a lot of sickness in their churches. We even are one that have believed that divine healing is for today, and we still deal with sickness in the church. But I thank God things are changing. Yes. Amen. Things are changing because things are changing in us. See, for things to change, something has to change in the believing. Something has to change in the thinking. Amen? That's right. After two weeks of doing that, he became convinced that divine healing belonged to him. So without being any better, because that's a nice subject with himself, with all his heart symptoms, he wrote down the following. Having studied the word of God and having come to see that divine, that healing for the physical body is ours today just as much as remission and forgiveness of sins. I now accept Jesus as my healer. Yes, amen. Now, we say, well, I believe that and I take that. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What word do you have to back up what you believe? You believe it because I read it out of a book. He believed it because he read it out of the Bible. Not only did he read it out of the Bible, but he followed it for 10 to 12 hours a day for two weeks. A lot of times I could take and I could ask the question, and you can't even give me one scripture to stand on. Now I'm not knocking us. I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, there's room to come up. We don't need to believe on it because it's a church doctrine. We need to believe on it because it's a thus saith the Lord. It's what His Word says. It's like, I'm coming up. And they believed on Jesus. And they believed on Jesus. And they believed on Jesus. They believed on Jesus. Sometime later, Dr. A.B. Simpson was invited to speak at a luncheon. He preached on Matthew 8, 17. A while before, he might could tell you what Matthew 8, 17 was, but now he had Matthew 8, 17 inside of him. See, that's one of the privileges that I get. Through preaching the Word, I get the Word down farther inside of me. Thank you all for the opportunity to be able to do that. Because I want to be able to pull that word out of me to deliver back to you. I want to be able to eat it, but I don't want to be able to just eat it and be a hog for myself. I want to eat it and there'll be enough to feed you also. Amen? Yeah. Matthew 8, 17. Himself, Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Himself took and himself bare. Or bore. Himself took and himself bare. 
Himself took and Himself bare. Say it with me. Himself, himself took and Himself bare. What did He bear? He bore our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. He bore our sicknesses. What's this doing? It's starting to change a picture. What truth are you believing? What truth are we believing? Are we believing a fact and calling it the truth? Or are we believing the truth and calling it the truth? See, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. You can believe whatever you want. You can believe as much of it as you want to believe. But when we know the truth, the truth will make us free. Amen? He told the people at the luncheon, he had heard it preached that all his life that himself took our sins. But during an intense two-week study of the Bible, he had come to see that himself also took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Thank God that he took yes. your sins. Yes. But thank God that he took your infirmities yes. and bore your sicknesses. Yes, Hallelujah. Where's this revelation of the truth come from? It comes from the Word of God. It comes from the Word of God. You won't find it anywhere else. And he said, I'm in my mid-40s, but I want you to know that himself took my disease and my heart condition. When did he say this? What was still there. See, what a lot of us are waiting for, we're waiting to say what God said after something's come to pass. And a lot of times people still waiting for it to come to pass, but they, ain't, they never say, they're never getting on the same page with God. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. When are we going to start believing what God said? When we get to heaven? Or are we going to start believing now? So let me read that statement again. Then he said, I'm in my mid-40s, and I want you to know that himself took my diseases and my heart condition. Therefore, I don't have them anymore. When he said that, he felt weak. He knew his heart was not, was still not beating right. His head said, you've played the fool. You got up and told these folks that you're healed and that Jesus took your infirmities. But you still got them. But on the inside of him, that's where we believe. Believing is of the heart. See, the day you got born again was the day that you acted on the word and you believed with the heart and you confessed with the mouth. You might have been in Sunday school all your life and heard the stories about Jesus and believed that they were true. And they were information. 
but the day that you believed on them with your heart and the day that you spoke it with your mouth, something happened. You became a new creature in Christ Jesus. But on the inside of him, that's where you believe God. You have to believe God. On the inside of you, the devil said, according to Matthew 8, 17, I'm healed because what it was the devil was saying was those thoughts. The devil will come with thoughts. The devil will come with thoughts. God will never come just with thoughts. He will come with the word. Tina with you, and I shared it with us, what he was saying to you was to relax because I am your shalom. Amen. I am Jehovah. Yes. Hallelujah. Shalom. I am God, your peace. Yes. I am God, your Hallelujah. peace. No matter what waves and all is blowing against you and winds blowing against you, he says, I am the Lord, your peace. Yes, and then he gives you a specific direction, a way of being able to tap into the shalom, the peace of God. Relax, just relax. That's when you're not trying to happen, to make it happen. You're just getting in the flow so that it can happen. Amen. 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 I'm healed because himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Then strength came to him. His heart rhythm straightened out and he started to feel good. By believing the truth found in the Word of God, Dr. A.B. Simpson was completely healed. I said this earlier. Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood, Daughter, your faith has made you. If her faith can make her whole, your faith can make you whole. Mm -hmm. Sandy and I got in a conversation about this. See, everybody has been built, given a measure of the God kind of faith. See, without the measure of the God kind of faith, you wouldn't even be here born again today. It's a gift of God. Faith reaches out, grace flows in. Faith reaches out, grace flows in. Healing is a grace. Healing is a mercy of God. The peace of God is a grace. It's the mercy of God. The things that God has for us wrapped in the promises are graces for us to have in our life. Amen. Stand with me. <clears throat>
Jesus. You've got a beautiful way about you. You lead us in to great pastures. You lead us beside still waters. You set us down. You offer us a place at your table. You anoint our heads with oil. Our cup overflows. I'm changing today. Facts that I thought were the truth. And I'm allowing myself. I'm encouraging myself to believe the truth For when I believe the truth, I accept the truth. I proclaim the truth. I profess the truth. I believe the truth. I embrace the truth. The truth makes me free. Areas where I have been so bound, areas where I have been so overcome, Thank God, I can believe the truth. And what I thought was the truth is subject to change. Because your truth will never change. Thank you. No man has the truth. God has the truth. I choose to believe him. I choose to believe him. Stick your hands back up into the air. Now get a picture when you stick your hands up there. I, the glory of God is up here. The glory of God is up here. I'm sticking my hands into the glory of God. I'm positioning myself to receive. My pastor has preached the word today. He's preached the truth today. I'm sticking my hands up to receive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 If you get your hands a little bit higher, you can get you can get a little further in the glory. <laughs> If you get your hands a little higher, you can get a little further in the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your hands a little higher, you can get further in the glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Devil, you're such a liar. I choose to believe the truth. Facts that I have taken. They're changing today because I'm, I'm knowing the truth. I'm, the truth is being revealed to me. I'm going to walk in the truth and I'm going to walk in the light and I'm going to walk in freedom. And I thank you for it, Jesus. You did that for me. Holy Spirit, thank you for revealing it to us. In Jesus' name, I seal this in the blood. Yes.